Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go around the room. He's officially done with the 25 Whistles and the Sore Losers podcast. So now when it's time to leave work, he won't always be the last. Yeah, I'll be the first. Doubt it. Doubt it. Sure. Here he is. (laughs) Producer Eddie, everybody. Let's go. Guys, I think I'm done with this Mexican tradition I've been doing my entire life. And it's hitting a piñata. So, like... Come Easter, birthday parties, ever since I was a little kid. I was going to ask that. I've I've hit piñatas, but yeah. what, when do you traditionally hit them? All, all celebrations? Any celebration. Got it. Any celebration where you can find the, uh, an excuse to buy a piñata and hit it, you do it. And you fill it up with candy, and all the kids, you either blindfold them or whatever, they get a broomstick, and they hit the crap out of the piñata until the candy falls out. And I'm like, I love this. And then, like, over the weekend, Easter comes. I buy a piñata. It's a cute little bunny. Fill it up with candies. And then I watch my kids just beat the crap out of it. Arm falls off. A leg falls off. The bunny's headless. And they're just loving, like, killing this bunny. And I'm like, is this really a good tradition? I may stop doing it. Because the feeling I had while it was happening, I'm like, this is not good. What if it wasn't a bunny? What if it was like a piñata of, I don't know, Saddam Hussein? Ooh, now I'm now, on board. Now, would that change it up if it was something you hated? <laughs> yes. Or like a Philadelphia Eagle, since you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. That's or the I'm Super Bowl trophy, about. since you're a Cowboys fan. Yes. Okay. Well, he wants that, though. But they don't ever <laughs> He just it. takes that and puts it on the shelf. <laughs> so I would just say, I don't think you should kill the tradition. Yeah. I think you should put things up there you don't mind killing. Okay. Because piñatas are fun. I think at my birthday party a couple years ago, there was a piñata that... That was made for me. Didn't you kill it? I missed. They kept pulling it up. <laughs> yeah, that's the best irritates part. irritates the crap out of me. Don't kill it yet. I'd say find piñatas that you hate. Okay. Or make your own. Find some bad people and like, make a piñata. Make a lunchbox head. Ooh, yeah, yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah. Rude. All right, moving on. He made us guess the celebrity he saw in the wild, which is okay, until we found out it was the guy sitting next to him every single day. That was the celebrity, Mike Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here he is. Lunchbox, everybody. 
Oh, boy. So last week I came to you and said that the Ultima, the 05 Ultima made me in a movie. Someone hit me on Instagram. They'll be filming a movie in their neighborhood, and they were looking for 2,000 vehicles, year 2000, that area, to park on the street for a scene. So I texted the director. I said, hey, man, I got an 05 Ultima. Would you like it in the movie? And he was like, that would be great. Send us some pictures of the Ultima. Send him a picture. And I waited. And I waited. 32 hours later, got a text back, said, oh, we got all the cars we need. Thanks. Do you think it's because your car's so beat up? I just think I waited too long, maybe. No, I think you're right, Bones. Like, they need a car that looks new New in the 2000s. Yes. Not old in the 2000s. Yes. That's Uh, what I think, too. I saw a picture of it. (laughs) It's all rusty. (laughs) When are you going to get a new car? Uh, Let me see. Not anytime soon. I mean, it's still running. Yeah. No, I get it. Got gas in it. If it's running and it still feels safe to drive with the kids in it, does it? Mm, sometimes. Yeah, see? <laughs> it like just, sometimes it, I start it up and I feel like it shakes a little bit, but... I can respect it, but it, there there comes a time when it's time to kind of just move on. Yeah, my kids do always say, Dada, your car's really dirty. Well, that's not and it, and moving yeah, on. That's, that's just you being disgusting. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the car does struggle, right? Sometimes. How many miles did it have on it? Uh, 214,320, something like that. Oh wow. And so do you ever drive your kids more than 15 minutes in it? Yeah. Like on the highway? Well, yeah, on the highway. What do and you do you feel completely safe about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, then there you go. As long as you feel safe with them in it. I wonder how my wife feels. I don't know if she feels safe with the kids in the car and she just doesn't say I don't say feel anything. safe when you drive away in it. And I'm not even in it. I'm just like, oh, I didn't get it in well for him. I'm going to go ask my wife if she feels comfortable with me taking the kids in it. Because she always like, oh, you can take my car. That's probably why. Yeah. I'm going to ask her. All right, moving on. She does the morning corny in the pile. She always tries to make a smile. Here she is, Amy, everybody. So I was driving in my car uh, with my son. I was taking him to jujitsu, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a warning light comes on, and it's red. I get warning lights, you know, I've got them before, but they're yellow, so I feel like those you can just <laughs> ignore. But when it's red, you have to pay attention. And, and yellow means keep going, but with caution. Yeah. Red yeah. means you better stop. Yeah, and it says on the screen, like, don't drive over 30 miles per hour. And I'm like, really? I mean. Why? What? What's the light look like that says? It's not a tire light? Uh-uh. It was uh, like the little warning triangle thing, red. And then it was telling me, don't drive over 30. That's what it was telling. I've never I ne- seen that one. Never in my life. I didn't even know my car had whatever was happening. And I thought, well, I mean, surely I can go a little bit over 30. If I hit. Surely. If I-, I mean, if it says don't go over 30, <laughs> surely. Well, I wasn't trying to go 50 or anything. But I thought, well, if I go 31, we'll see what happens. And it starts beeping at me my son starts freaking out because he's like mom so then i try to stay at like 25 and i'm taking him and i drop him off at jujitsu and then i immediately just go to the dealership driving 25 and it's not that far so that's good and i roll up i don't have an appointment or anything i just go in and explain the situation they still don't know what it is. I have a loner. I have no idea what's going on with the car. Wasn't like smoke coming out from under the hood or anything, right? No, but I, I mean, I'm waiting to get the call. We'll see what's happening. I hope that it's just like a programming thing. When are you going to get a new car, Amy? I mean, that is not safe. I mean, you want to borrow the 05 nah, Ultima? come on. That could be a computer <laughs> issue. I am hoping that's what it is because I don't want it to be. I don't know. This seems like it could be a big deal. I've never heard of don't drive over 30. Me? And I, then, well, speed, don't go under 30, 40 or whatever the bus will explodes. Yeah. Oh, the what? movie Keanu Reeves. Oh, the movie. Where if you go, maybe it's 60, you go under 60, everything explodes. But other than that, I haven't heard your version of it called Slow. Yeah, and it was just beep, <laughs> beep, 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 and 
So they're trying to figure it out, but shout out, thankfully, the people that are working there were listeners because they helped me out and got oh, me a loaner. Oh, you flexed that muscle? I didn't. Good I didn't. For you, Amy. I didn't. I didn't say anything. They said, did we listen to the show? Is she going full lunchbox on us? Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Oh. No. Very hey, I kind. get it, Amy. I d- whoa, I did not say a thing. You su- you support that? I support it. Listen, Amy, when you got to get stuff done, drop names, say, no. hey, throw throw your arms up, make a scene, let them know who you are. I didn't. Wear a name tag. Good for you, Amy. Good I, for you for flexing the show. I did. All right, Ray, go ahead. <laughs> From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he drives slow like an 80-year-old. In all other areas of his life, he's pretty bold. Bobby Bones. Thank you. I want to tell you guys that I'm on this... And I mentioned it, but I'm on this anti-parasite cleanse now. And so I take a dropper of whatever, and then I take two pills three times a day, 15 days. And I'm trying to cleanse myself of these parasites that I have declared I have inside of me. I think that could have been the issue with what, but I'm just going to say this. Make sure day one and day two that you do this, if you decide to do it as I'm doing, you're not at work or anywhere. Why? Oh, no. Oh, you get it, Eddie? You open the pipes up? Boy, howdy. The dam broke it's open? It's just like, it's been tra- It's been hard. It's been hard, you know? It's been hard. <laughs> so have you passed any? I don't know. My yeah. wife's asked the same thing. Have you passed anything? I'm like, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, do you check the toilet? No. Well, if you, no, if no, you, no. I can't run from it fast enough. <laughs> I'm out of there. Ooh, I hit it and just go. I, I'm just going to let let it be. Okay. As a wise man once said, let it be, let it be. <laughs> Four of them, actually. And hopefully... It's just going to have happened. But I'm doing it right now. But I don't know how you're supposed to know. Well, if you're not... Nah, it's too early in the morning for that crap. Literally. And I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. I'm just taking it. I don't even know that I have one, but it also says you can do it. It says that 80% of humans have parasites in them. That's crazy, man. Which is crazy. That's right. So I'm in the middle of that, but I'm feeling pretty good today. Are you you taking Parasmart? Yeah. Okay. What the? Parasmart? How do you guys know what in the world? I've dealt with parasites before. Like a long long time ago. Mm. That's good. No, you didn't get it from me. Interesting. This was yeah. Weird. Oh, no. look at this. I, no, new don't, don't worry. Series. Somehow I got it from Lunchbox. I don't know how. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. All right, let's go. We're here today. We're starting the show. We're glad you're here. It's at this time every morning. We hear from you. We answer questions because you send them to our mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones, my husband is currently out of town on a two-week work trip. I've been enjoying having the house to myself for just me and the dog. Until last night when our dog wandered into his man cave. He has one rule. Our dog is never allowed in the man cave. Well, our dog helped himself to a baseball autographed by Nolan Ryan. Oh, no. His dad got it signed for him when he worked for the Texas Rangers in the early 90s, so he's had it forever. I can get one on eBay for under 100 bucks, except it's not personalized. The options are, should I own up to it, just tell him the dog chewed it up, or should I buy an old baseball with Nolan Ryan's autograph and forge the personalization myself? Oh, no. I have a little time before he gets back. Signed, wife who dropped the ball. (laughs) Now, you want to know what you should do or what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'll be honest, it ain't the same thing, I don't think. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. The ink has to be the same color, too, though. Like, you have to remember... And and maybe you can still see it on what the dog ate. But he's going to be upset. Oh, man. I'd probably get that ball if it's the same ink, like same size, and just write the name on it. What? And you would forge this, the autograph? I'd, no, I don't need to forge the autograph. I would forge. <laughs> yes, what he wrote <laughs> the in the name. Like to That's Benji. That's crazy. That's crazy. To oh. Benji, whatever it was, if I can see it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. 
He's never going to know. Oh, oh both, both, both. When, when you get something autographed. But you don't. I have tons of stuff autographed. Never go look at it again. No, no, but he's had this since he was a kid. I know. He's and never- he probably looked at this thing thousands of times. Yeah. Like, how cool is this ball? I'm telling you, I oh. bet he never walks up and just like it examines it. I bet it's cool and he has it there. But I never. You shouldn't do what I'm saying. <laughs> I said, I said, you want to know what I would do or what I would say? What you should do is own up to it immediately and just take your lumpings and that's the end. Maybe you could put the chewed up ball in a little case and you know it's another oh, season of our life uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah he's probably going to be upset or what you can do is you can wait to tell him when he's in a really good mood about something else oh yeah yeah that way and what? squash the good mood well, no not squash the good mood but limit oh. limit how much bad mood you get I don't like that at all because well. he's finally ha- he's maybe he's happy about something and then you're like coming in with the- yeah then you don't feel the wrath as much. Here's man. another thing too, like you know I don't look at my autograph stuff very often. It could be in five years when he realizes it's chewed up. Absolutely, and then you're just like long and divorced. I mean, yes, that's right, or that. <laughs> like I don't know what happened. Oh, that's weird. So you can get an autograph Nolan Ryan for ninety nine bucks for forty six bucks for thirty nine bucks <laughs> for a hundred and two bucks. So your options are there. You just have to kind of match what the other one was. If you wrote years on it. Okay. Well, yeah, you, probably, Okay. Could she that. order a bunch of balls and put them in, like, have a ton? And when she goes to tell him, she's going to be like, I have something I have to tell you. And it's horrible. The dog ate your Nolan Ryan. But look, I bought you five. But I think this one's probably about I know, his dad. Yeah, I know, dad, the connection. Know. You yeah. keep that one. I, I, guys, I understand this. But it's like, hey, now you have the chewed up signed ball and five extra balls. If he already doesn't like the dog, too, mm. oh, that's an extra wrinkle. Maybe he loves the dog. But I think you protect the dog and yep. then you get a fake one. <laughs> For the dog. <laughs> For the dog's life and honor. Uh, but that's also on you if you let the dog in there. I guess once you do tell him, maybe send the dog to a friend's house for a few days. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> let him cool down. wait until the dog <laughs> dies of natural causes way down the line and tell him then. And you want to hear something know. funny? Yeah, you want to <laughs> go look at your ball. <laughs> Okay, what should she do? What should she do? Not what did I say. What should she do, Amy? What I said, go buy as many balls as you can. It's expensive. Okay, (laughs) as as you can. So maybe it's the $44 one or whatever you said. And then present him with a lot of balls and tell him. I don't know. You just have to be honest out of the gate. Why not? And don't, but don't do it on a day that he's really happy about something. I would else. do it then because then again, no. he's not going to be. Yeah, he's not going to be as bad. Yeah. Lunchbox? I thought you should reach out to Nolan Ryan on uh, social media and see if he could personalize a ball to your husband, explain what happened. Only problem is, Nolan Ryan got social media. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to tell him. Pony, Email? Ex- Pony Express. <laughs> you're just going to have to tell him and say, look, I'm a bad wife. Eddie? Nothing. Just put the ball where it was and just pray to God that he never sees it. Mm. And you can see enough, it in five years. If enough years. time passes, it could be a kid's fault and they never admit exactly. it. Exactly. That's weird. Let me. You can even play with it. Let me see. Oh, what that's the, weird. I don't know what that is. What even what dog was this? <laughs> like a, Wait, I don't want the dog in here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I. You should just tell him. Get it over with. Rip the band-aid off. But I would get a fake one and write the name on it. And if your goldfish died and I was watching, I could find the same one. I'd put the gold, I'd replace the goldfish. <laughs> you better dang believe it because I want you to feel the best. It ain't about me. It's about you. I want you to feel the best. It's that memory with your dad. We can't replace that memory, but we can make sure you still feel great about it, about the ball that you got, kind of, not really, but still there. <laughs> I want you to be sad about it. Tell them the truth. All right, that's the email. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs. 
a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I always know when two different people on the show send me an idea, something to talk about, but they have two different versions of what happened. It's going to be so good for the air. And so it's Lunchbox and Morgan number two. And they both said, hey, I want to talk about something that happened up here at the building yesterday. And so I'm going to let Lunchbox go first. Yes, thank you. And then I'm going to go to Morgan and let her tell her side of the story. So what happened? So they had a Dunkin' truck out front where they were giving away free coffee and I thought donuts. So I was like, awesome. So I go out there to get some free donuts. I'm excited. And they go, oh, no, we only have coffee, but we do have gift cards 
And I said, oh, that's great because I have a family and I have kids and they would they love donuts. So I'd love to get some gift cards. You talked to them like that so yeah. nice and respectfully. <laughs> and I'm like, I used to sling donuts for a living. I used to work at Dunkin' Donuts. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, gift card would be great. And they go, we, we only have two left. And I said, oh, that's perfect. You know what I mean? And Morgan goes, no, no, no. I need one. I need one. Morgan oh, she came even... in like the villain. Wow. Oh, she I came in she and snatched so one real wow. quick. Go ahead. Like, what are you doing? You don't even have kids. Your kid, you're not taking your kids to get donuts. This isn't like a big day for them. Instead, so you took two and she got none. No, I got one. She got one because no, 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 no. But your idea was you wanted two and she got none. Yeah, because she doesn't have kids to take the donut day. And so only people with kids get a gift card. The whole point was I was going to take my kids to Dunkin'. But that's your point. Yeah, but she, she was the. She heard, oh, there's only two left, and reached in and grabbed as I was about to okay. get two. Okay. So she... Why would you get two, though? For my kids. No, I know, but why would they give anybody two? <laughs> because I told them I want to bring my two kids. Well, I have three, but the younger one doesn't understand what it... Like, that way they can each give the gift card when they're paying for their donut, makes them feel special, teaches them about how paying at the register. Why not give them, like, a $5 bill? No, because I had okay. a... If one it. has a Got gift it. card and one has a, a $5 they bill... They both could do $5 bill. No, 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 okay. no, no. So they you're fight. upset because? Because she just inserted herself in there like she was, oh, give me that gift card. She doesn't even need one. Okay. Now, Morgan, Rude. your side. Yeah. So Lunchbox and I walked out there together to the food truck, and we walked up at the same time. And I was very kind, and I was willing to try the coffee. I don't even drink coffee, but I was like, hey, you guys are here. And I'm grabbing one, and the girl goes, hey, I have a gift card for each of you guys. Hands them directly to both of us. And Lunchbox tries to snatch the one out of her hand that she's giving to me and says, you don't deserve one. You don't have kids. Uh, different story. So only people with kids deserve a gift card for free donuts? Apparently. He kept repeating it. And he he would try. I was just standing there trying to talk to the girl. And he kept coming up to me and like trying to grab it out of my hand like we were playing a game. Was he serious? I don't know. I assume so. Okay. Everybody that's not Morgan or Lunchbox, your final thoughts. Who wins the big debate here? Amy. Morgan. Why? I mean, what, do I even have to say Yeah, why? for his own sake. Hold on. Okay. Go why ahead. are you not going with me? For his own sake. Go ahead. Okay. I would just say that Morgan was present. She's the one there. She's just like you. She was handed the gift card for the people that are physically there. And just because Morgan doesn't have kids doesn't mean she doesn't get a gift card. Also, what if somebody else would have been there at the exact same time and they didn't have kids, but you didn't know them? You wouldn't have done that to them. Right. You only did that to her because you know her. I would have tried to take two. But if they were like, no, that's for her, you wouldn't have been like, well, I got kids, random person. You don't know that. I do know that. <laughs> Eddie. Look, I have four kids, right? Thank so you. I side with Morgan. That's so <laughs> dumb. Like, there were two gift cards, one for each of you. That's how it works. Yeah, you, and you don't get more just because you have kids. <laughs> I disagree. You get more back on your taxes. But not donuts. <laughs> you don't get more donuts because you have kids for that reason. If it were, show us pictures of your kids' day and we'll give you a gift cards more That's than what it got different. done. Exactly. And also, I tried to let her know, you know, that I used to slang for Dunkin' Donuts, so like I used to work there, so it's more like I got loyalty. Morgan just is just a, you know, a feather in the wind. She doesn't care. She'll go to this <laughs> donut shop, go to that donut shop. I stay local. But their point is, and I'm glad local, you said that, they don't loyal. need your business because you're staying local and loyal. <laughs> and she, she's a feather in the wind. Maybe that gets her there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, you're completely in the right. Do you have your card? I do have it. How much was the card worth? I think it's like $5. See? <laughs> See what? Why did you see all C? She stole five dollars from me. No, she I didn't. didn't steal it from you. Also, you said you get money back on your taxes. That means you have more money than I do as a single person. So take it and buy donuts with it. And you don't get more just because you have kids, as far as like gift cards. Okay. 
I disagree, but I tried, <laughs> and she stole it. And I mean, the lady had two in her hand, and I was reaching for them. And here Why comes would she this, give you both? It doesn't matter. And here I'm comes done. this little hand Morgan, out of nowhere and goes, Thank ah, you. little grabby hands. Oh, I did not grab it. Oh, you did. Why does she have grabby hands? What is that exactly? Grab it out of that other lady's hand. She grabby hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this bit. Uh, Morgan, you win, though. Thank you. Oh. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Melissa Morris lives in Wynn, Arkansas, and a couple of weeks ago, those tornadoes ripped through her town. It was coming through. She heard the sirens, so she went into her bathroom, hid. And she was okay, but when she got out, her house was destroyed. She had lost a shed, and in that shed was a bunch of her old memories, a bunch of pictures that she lost. She was like, I'm never going to find these. Well, 150 miles away, John Ellis, who lives in Bradford, Tennessee, is walking around his that yard. far? 150 miles away. And he sees a picture. He's like, this is interesting. So he puts it on social media. He's like, does anyone know who this is? And somehow it got back to Melissa. It was Melissa's daughter's basketball picture from high school. I don't know how many years ago, but it had the high school name on the jersey. So it connected her and Melissa got her picture back. So this is crazy. So, I mean, if anyone else sees pictures out there, send them my way. To you? No, Melissa said, oh, that. said that. I can't believe a picture would blow 150 miles. I'm from a tornado. That's unbelievable. Are you sure you didn't like, land in a car and then the car drive 80 miles? Possibly like the Forrest Gun Got feather. stuck on the yeah. bottom of someone's shoe. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I get tornadoes and how big they are and how strong, but to a picture that far. Also, again, not an ad, but if you have old pictures, you should get a legacy box and save them all and make them digital. Yeah. I don't even know what the code is. What's the code? Bones. Is it Bones? Yeah. You go to LegacyBox.com, put in the code Bones, and any old pictures that you have, just pictures on paper in general, you send them in and they'll make it digital. Even old videos. So if something like this happens, we pray to God it's not a tornado. Right. But... 150 miles. I'm blown away by that. Me that too, man. I saw that number, double-checked it, and like, no, that's real. Was it just one picture? It was one picture that he found, but I mean, she's got a lot of pictures out there, so. So anywhere in the 150-mile radius, <laughs> be looking for pictures of family. That's all right. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. Parker McCollum, walking in studio right now. Here are three number ones that he has as of this moment. Pretty Heart. What does that say about me? To be loved by you. So why are you always angry? And this one, well, it's about to be a number one. Here is Handle on You. Tennessee and Kentucky. He's got a new album coming out May 12th called Never Enough. Born in Conroe, Texas. Worked on his grandparents' ranch. You know, spent a lot of time in Austin, Texas. Is, you know, total Texas country dude who is living in Nashville now. He's obsessed with shoes and he's a good dude. And here he is now. Come on in, man. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Parker McCollum. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. It's good to see you. Do you have any lyrics people mess up all the time? Um, I have some that I mess up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked that because, before, I don't know, I don't know why we're singing Edwin McCain when you walked in. You know, you know, I will be your crying children. That song right there. There's a lyric that goes, I'll be love suicide. And then Amy goes, love. No, I thought it, I've always said, like, your love superstar. I can see that. I'll be. I feel like that's common with hit songs because I do that songs I grew up listening to or whatever, and like years later I'll find out. I'm like, damn, that's what it's always done. She just found, but I'm being told that's Kids Bop's version, Amy. Do you listen to Kids Bop, Edward (laughs) (laughs) McCain? Do you have any lyrics so that you hear people sing back (laughs) at all that you're like, man, that that is not right at how that lyric. Because if you have none, that means you enunciate perfectly and it all makes sense. I do not. I'm actually, the band calls me the king of the gibberish on stage because I'll go, I'll do, I'll sing a whole verse. 
and never say a word of English. <laughs> but I just, you know, like BS. Just the melody, but. Just, <laughs> until I get back to the chorus because I can't remember the words to my own song. Do, I do you that fake nightly. that as to where the audience thinks that you're actually doing it or do they know you're doing gibberish? I would say sonically they can tell 100% that I'm not <laughs> saying the right words because they know the words to the songs. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm out there. I sell it. I don't even skip a beat. Do you do the thing where you stick the microphone out there if you don't remember the word sometimes? I have before. Yeah. I do that on this show sometimes, but no listeners will yell back because they can't. <laughs> so that just makes it awkward <laughs> when no one does it. Uh, they're, hand- they're letting you down. Handle on you is crushing it. It is doing good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I did see you tweet something a couple weeks ago where you're like, you know, I never wrote about beer maybe in a song. Or a t- I never said the word beer in a song. Yeah. So what is that about? Uh, is that I just, pur- purposeful as a kid? You said, I'm never writing about beer. And then why'd you uh, change? No, maybe not intentional, but I just kind of dawned on me. I was, you know, thinking about this record and can it be successful in today's country music world? And, you know, what are <clears throat> so many songs about so many, there are so many um, common topics in country music. It kind of gets repetitive. And so I've always tried to stay away from that. And I was kind of wondering, had I done that on this record? And I thought I had. And then I was like, well, at the same time, this I did say beer, and it's the first time I've ever said that in a song. So, what song was that on the new record? Uh, it's called Hurricane. I wrote it with David Lee Murphy. It's the lead nice. track on the record. You wrote that with Randy Rogers too, huh? Hey, Randy Rogers and John Randall. It was David Lee's song. He had written the chorus. We were just over at my house hanging out, and um, he played it, and I was like, "Dang, I want to sing that. I like that a lot." Did you consider not even putting the song on the record? Mm-mm. Okay, I like it. I think it's really cool, and I. I like beer songs. I like drinking songs. I have a lot of songs about drinking. I mean, I wrote a song about whiskey, never said the word whiskey, you know. just seems generic at times, and I think, you know, there's got to be a place for it, like certain words that, you know, kind of get overused, and um, it's, uh, I don't know. Have I have been, a beer song now. Have you been to a concert lately at all? The last show you've seen? Last concert that I would have gone for to. For fun. Oh, um Boy, that long, huh? Because you're just on the road so much. Probably John Mayer here in Nashville last year. Hallie and I went. I went to him here. It was a solo tour. A couple weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. I know you're a big John Mayer fan as well. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be tough to go to a concert when you're always out doing concerts, and then most concerts are pretty much when you're gone anyway. You ever do anything on the road, though, if you're like on Friday or Saturday? Do you ever, like, purposefully, if your wife's out with you, like, we're going to spend the day doing this because we don't do a lot of stuff? Sometimes. Uh, it's hard to have your wife on the road with you because uh, there's so much stuff I'm accustomed to doing on the road, and I have such a routine when I'm on tour. Um, and she doesn't, you know, she's not going to, like, work out in front of everybody in, in the bus with the guys. She actually would, I guess, but she doesn't on the road. Um, she doesn't go and play. I go play golf all the time. Um, but like we, at the same time, we'll go to a baseball game. You know, if we have a night show and there's a day game, like in St. Louis or something, we've done that. Bush Stadium. Um, you don't get to go the whole thing. You only go to a few innings. But do you worry about getting tired? Because that's always my fear on the road is that I'm going to get tired and I'm not going to be able to nail it at night. Yeah, I mean, you're you're one. You're so accustomed to just kind of going all the time. It's kind of why I have trouble sleeping when I when I'm not on the road because I'm just so used to that schedule. Um, but I don't think so. I mean, you know, your body lets you know when you're. When you need some rest, my body always screams rest. Like right now, I need rest. I would love I never some rest not right have now. I got with three. Rest. You did this? Why? I, did. Why? I just couldn't sleep. I went to the gym at like four thirty. I didn't even know they opened that early. You went to the gym at four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. You don't try to like 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 suffer it out, like just be miserable and get another thirty minutes. No, so I did. I went and worked out and went home and slept an hour and came here. What do you do when you work out? What's your main thing? I just right now, I'm just trying to gain a bunch of weight and just lift and just see how strong I can get and how big I can get. I've like, kind of been like my muscle. 
Dude, I know the first thing I noticed when I walked in, like, like Bobby's been lifting. Yeah, just a little, just a little something, yeah. you know. What you bench press? <laughs> I don't bench. Yeah, me either. Really, I don't max anyway. It's bad for your shoulders. What do you do? Squats? Uh, no, I've kind of got this arthritis in my knee lately. Um, I think from playing golf, maybe, and having to haven't been doing legs a whole bunch. I just started about a week ago, so I'll do like real lightweight squats, but a lot of lunges, a lot of machine legs. Um, How do you feel about people shirtless in the gym? Uh, it means it depend. Like I don't want to be at Lifetime with the, with your shirt off. That's that's not the right vibe there. I agree with that. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It is not the right vibe. But there are gyms, you know, like old school, just strictly iron gyms, which I enjoy. We find on the road pretty often. You ever box? I did a little in high school. Um, you know, the workouts are incredible. But I was I never had I had no business trying to beat somebody up. You're a pretty big dude though. How how tall are you? Six three. How much you weigh? Two fourteen. He's like. A, like a linebacker. Yeah, so yeah, what's yeah. your goal? But I've never, I've been 193 pounds for, I mean, 20 years. Let me see. Take your shirt off. I'm kidding. <laughs> the crap. <laughs> I wish I could keep a straight face and just do it. And just be like, yeah, man. And I'll be like, no, man, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, just I'm just kidding. I kind of got a little belly right now because I've been eating and trying to bulk and get so, and gain so much weight that like my pants are kind of tight. Hallie was like, you have a belly. What, is she, what does she think about your body? Does she like you muscular or thin or because my wife wherever I am she wants me to feel good even if she knows I'm kind of gross she'll be like I like it right now even with your pooch and I'm like that's not true well that's what she's supposed to say too yes um I, I don't know I think she it's not really she, she doesn't really um say anything about it she just is like you got a little chunky check these out on me <laughs> man gun yeah. like, I'm telling you when I walked in I'm like Bobby's you're, been, no, you have. how does that listen. make you feel why would you, why would you make that up <laughs> Because he just followed along. Hey, oh, well. Well, we're going to come back with Parker in a second. We okay. have some real stuff to talk about. I do want to mention the tour, some additional dates this fall. So every time I, I told you this, every time I look at your pictures from on the road, I, I pinch and zoom in. And like I every seat's that. full. It's been good. It's, it's, uh, my career is as good right now as, it, as it's ever been. And honestly, it's a lot bigger than I ever really uh, dreamed about when I was a kid. Does it make you feel good? Certainly. Or does it make you feel anxious, like a, there's a new pressure? A little anxious at times. Uh, you just want to deliver and, and uh, you know, your life changes. And, you know, I mean, it, you, the older you get, right, the more responsibility you have and you still have a full career to run. So um, that's kind of where some of the angst comes from. But um, I don't know. I mean, you it's up to you. It's all mental. You know, if you want to handle it and step up to the plate and deliver, yeah. the opportunity's there. Boom. Yeah. Because I, I didn't really want to handle it, but now I will. That's the motivation. He's like, suck it up, loser. <laughs> okay, man, you got it. Uh, Parker does an awesome live show. ParkerMcCollum.com. We're going to come back with Parker in a second. New tour dates are up all the way through. I mean, it's like two pages of dates. Dang, you're going to be so rich when this tour's over. Hey, all by the way, the way, your band. My band. Oh, the Raging Idiots. Badass. Thank you very much. Loving, I'm sorry if I said no, that. You, that's show, all right. I appreciate that. Really cool. And I listened. I was on the plane when they sent me the, um, the edit for... Um, for the TV show, the show, yeah, and I was like, "That's all you, bro." Blown away, dude. It's it's. I had you know, I had my drummer after sound check. I had my drummer come to the show. I said, "You need to come see this boy hit the cans." Oh, I thought it was because he's like, "You need to jump in real quick because they're uh, not good." I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "You need to come." Yeah, see I this appreciate boy hit the that. Cans. He's, we really, you know, we're, we're as dumb as we are, and Eddie and I are. Our band is awesome. They're, that's what I always say. I say I'm the least talented person on our stage by far. I large. didn't say that though, and you said I meant. Did you see what just happened? He goes, I say. Okay, I hear you. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. 
I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Parker McCollum. Can you fix stuff? Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'll I'll take it on. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fix this. But most of the time I'm like, I just don't even want to deal with it. And you're gone you know? so much. I assume when you get home, you don't want to have to fix mm-hmm. the dryer. No, there's, it's, there's like a, there's a fine line, you know, like the doorknob or, you know, some stuff like that. I can be pretty handy. But once it gets into the electrical stuff, I'm like. Like my my father in law is really good with electricity, thank God, and he does all that for me. You mow the yard ever? Uh, no, I just I'm about to buy a lawnmower. I bought this new house, and it's got a huge yard, and um, and I was like, I'm gonna buy. Hallie was like, you're never gonna be home to mow. I'm like, I know, but when I am, I want to. So you like mowing? I just I like anything working outside. Yeah, not me. I like the internet. You don't like to sweat? Not anymore. I sweat <laughs> working out. 
but I'm, I'm good. I don't need ice. When the money's good, baby. I did maintenance on a golf course forever, mowed all yards forever. I'm all good. But like a week or two ago, you, you spent like three hours cleaning up your backyard. Because there was a storm. You had to do it. Oh. Bad storm. Yeah. And I spent, but you, you had to get some satisfaction from that. Uh, just sending the picture to my wife being like, <laughs> Look that's what it. I did. literally, that's all I cared about was I wanted to get it done because it was a that's disaster. Cause it, but then I sent it before. I said, oh, man, look at this. It's a mess over here. And then she went, dang, that is terrible. And I went, but here's what I just did. And I sent it after. <laughs> so smart. Like part two. Yeah. And then she, was, she thought I was so sexy. Hey, do you, I'm, she didn't I wouldn't, agree, I wouldn't disagree <laughs> with she her. She didn't think that at all. I wouldn't disagree <laughs> with her. I saw you giving a tour of your bus on Instagram. You got a new bus? I did. See, that's exciting. It's very exciting. So, but you designed, how do you design a bus? What are you designing exactly? I mean, when I say I designed it, I took a bunch of screenshots of some other buses and I said, I want to do this, 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 and this. Um, that's kind of when I started building. I just, once I had my own, I'm like, all right, now I know how I want to do it. So when you buy a bus, do you just... You like go to the bus lot? Uh, I did not. I'll never car buy a bus. Oh, oh, okay. Uh-uh. But you designed a bus you didn't buy? Yeah, they let you build it. Dang, I need to do that. Just like for one trip. I'll design it. Go on one trip. I'm good. You could. It's there. It's 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 expensive though, dude. But my my thing is always, you know, that's where I spend so much of my time. It's my home on the road. So yeah. if you're gonna put money anywhere, you want to put it to where you're comfortable and and it's it's nice, dude. I'm very. I have not regretted it one time. Is it true? And I think this is probably true that it just shows what kind of guy you are that. You turned down your dad's offer to buy you a bus early on in your career. Mm-hmm. Why did you turn that down? Uh, man, I, I feel like I was pretty aware when I was a kid of, of especially kind of the Texas music scene and the guys that I like grew up really idolizing and, you know, the whole mantra, their their whole reputation. It goes all the way up to Willie is road warriors and doing it the hard way and, and paying your dues and earning it. And uh, that was I really paid a lot of attention to that when I was a really little kid. And um, so when I really kind of started touring and trying to do it for a living – you know, my dad's just a businessman. He's not in the music business. He's in the car business, but he's a numbers guy. You know, and he was like, man, I'll buy you in ears, buy you a bus. All this and I'm like, I was like, it's never going to work like this. I'll always be looked at as, you know, the kid whose dad bought him a music career. That was like really heavy on my mind. I was like, I want to go out and I'm going to do it the hard way. And if you're good enough, you know, you can make it. So you had to cancel a couple shows back in February because you were sick. And your mm-hmm. voice was shot, which happens. How sick and how far did you have to get until you were like, oh, I have to, because I know you don't want to cancel anything for any reason whatsoever. Well, it, you know, people forget it. It's like, you know, you lose a lot of, uh, you're paying a lot of people to be there. You're going to lose a lot of money canceling a show. Like you only do it if you, if you're, you know, I've done it before. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to play the show and go out there and it is garbage. And these people paid their hard earned money to come see you and they're not getting what they paid for. Um, but I had, I was actually feeling a little better when we canceled that show, but I had gone out and sang three nights in a row, dog sick, like nasty sick. I mean, yakking up stuff on the stage and not good. And so by the fourth day I was like, okay, like I'm, this is, this is too much. And so we, we just went back and made it up though. It was epic. It's a great yeah, show. I, and I saw that's what reminded me of it, but I, that's a great point that you brought up is that it does cost you money to cancel a show. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're like, oh, I don't feel like working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cancel it yeah. and everything's the same. No, everybody you brought on the road, the whole crew, all the, the – 40 the, crew and buses and 18-wheelers and everything, we're there ready to roll. They're loading in. And I'm like, I can't go – there's no way I can go tonight. You ever run – what I'll do sometimes, run to like a minute clinic and get a steroid shot? Oh, yeah. I lived on steroid pills last <sighs> year. It saved – but then I feel terrible yeah, like two days later. Mm-hmm. Play but good golf, though. You do? You ever hit a golf ball on prednisone? No. What does that do? Because I'll start. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but you swing a lot harder in the ball, and you, I've played – the best golf I've ever played in my life is after like 
singing on steroid pills. Wow. He's really selling that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Prednisone. Uh, Your album comes out in May. What's, like, why should we be excited? Dude, I don't know, Bobby. I'm so weird about putting records out. I get real beside myself. Every record I've put out, I always leave the studio feeling like I missed big time and all three of them have done, you know, considerably well for me, even though I felt that way every time. And hopefully this way will be the same t- same way. But I don't know. It's a lot, dude. This songwriting for me is such a, um, you know, it kind of, it's hard, it's a hard on my mind um, writing songs. And I, the places that I try to go to to write songs and where I write them from, you know, it's not just, you know, kind of easy stuff. So, Do you ever feel um, too vulnerable? Like I put too much out no, there? No, there's a, there's a song on this record. It's a piano ballad. And I'm like, I don't think I'll ever get more vulnerable than that song. But What's um, that one called? Just so I can be Have ready. Your Heart Again. Okay. Remember that for when he comes back next month. Have Your Heart Again. We're going to make him cry. Yeah. We're going to bring a piano in. I'm going to play it and he's going to cry because <laughs> he's going to hear it. It's got a big falsetto in you it. Pl- really? You go up high? Have Your Heart Again. That's pretty close. It seems Come like on. you've heard it before. Come on. All right, so album comes out May 12th. We'll talk to you when the record comes out, but let's talk about the tour real quick because you put up a bunch of bunch of new shows. Mm-hmm. How long is your set? Full Parker uh, night? 90 minutes. What's your first song on the set list? To Be Loved By You. Oh, you come out with a hit. Mm-hmm. Get tickets to the show. A uh, bunch of new dates at it. ParkerMcCollum.com. A lot of great openers. Corey Kent, who's awesome. Katie Offerman, love her. Larry Fleet. I mean, Randy Rogers band some. It's just a... Larry Allen's opening for us in Dallas. Really? At Dos Equis. That's got to be super cool for you. I've never met him. I can't wait to meet him. I'm very excited. Doesn't he have like a whale penis or something in his house? A Excuse what? me? What is it, Morgan? Yes, is he, he packing does. like that? He, well, he, well, it's not his. It's a, oh. yeah. his It's house. his collection. He likes to keep them. And, and the reason he does is because he says if anybody ever robs him, he wants to grab that. And that, he wants that to be the story that he hit him with a whale penis. <laughs> what? What on Ask him about that, Parker. <laughs> I've been I've been on the show a few times now, and that's the best moment that, yeah. that I've had on this show. There it is. Mm. Parker McCollum. Take it to ParkerMcCollum.com. <laughs> uh, handle on you, crushing it. Going to be a number one, and that's it for today. Parker, good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Right, there he is. Wild. Parker McCollum, everybody. Y'all wild. <laughs> this is Raysa from Minnesota. I have a TV recommendation that you all need to watch ASAP. It's Jury Duty on Amazon Prime slash Freebie. It is so good. It's films like The Office following a jury through a case, but the case and jury are all actors except for one juror who really thinks he's on jury duty. And I mean, I have not laughed this hard in forever. It just came out on Friday, I think, and everyone needs to go watch my wife was telling me about this show. I haven't watched it, but she says we have to watch the show because only one person isn't in on it. And so I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience scores a 98%, which wow. is super high. Wow. The reviewer scores 38. Yeah, they're, oh. they're all like, hey, hoity yeah, toity. Yeah. Look at us. I don't like funny things. I'm a stupid <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Uh, jury duty. Okay, I appreciate that. That's the second person that's recommended that to okay. me. So I'll be sure to check it out. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers 
or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's Amy's pile of stories. This story is for Eddie. If you struggle with road rage, well, (laughs) put peppermint oil in your car or peppermint air freshener or eat a peppermint patty while you drive. (laughs) Or go to therapy. Hold on. Back to the peppermint. So this is like a smell. It's supposed to make me calm when people drive like fools on the road. A new study found that the scent of peppermint can reduce aggressive driving behaviors. So road rage may be relieved. Mm. To be fair... I'm a vigilante. No, you're not. What? We all drive like idiots. Sometimes we don't even know we're driving like idiots. Mm -hmm. Remember when you didn't have a blinker that was working? You were just cutting people (laughs) off like crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could have thought you were being an idiot and a bad driver, but it wasn't. There was a mishap with your car. So we all, I'm just going to say it again, we all make not the best decisions while driving. Some of us more than others, Amy, but the rest of us... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we still do mess up. You pull in the middle sometimes. People can't get through. Oh. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then you don't look up. You just look at your steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, that's so embarrassing. We all mess up. So if somebody cuts you off, just think, oh, that's accidentally been me before too. And I didn't even realize it. Okay. Also peppermints. 
And hail the peppermint. Yes. Sniff it. Okay. We need to buy Eddie some peppermint oil. Okay, Bobby, I have small gestures that are going to earn you bonus points with your wife. Small gestures. Hmm. Go ahead. This is from Ask Me. Let me see if I do them. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, hello and goodbye kisses. Yeah, but I leave way early and she doesn't like it when I wake her up with a kiss. Oh. She doesn't like anti-sleeping beauty. Because that's where, you know... I, did, did they wake Sleeping Beauty up with a kiss? Yeah. She doesn't like Sleeping Beauty then. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, me either. Okay. <laughs> cuddles. Yeah, we cuddle. It's fine. She cuddles me mostly. I'm oh, the little spoon. No. <laughs> Basically every night. You could have just left that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, little things like, you know, putting a little note on, like, the mirror for her or on her computer that she'll find. Mm. I don't do that mm-hmm. one. Like on a post-it? Did you ever do that? Yeah, I wrote notes, but I think we write notes. Sometimes I'll send her an email at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's not writing No, email. no, it is because it's like a nice email. It's, like a, it's not like, hey, I need you to pay this bill. It's like, hey, I really enjoyed this. You look really nice. Interesting. It, it, the little thing could be, yeah, slipping yeah. something into her bag so she sees it when she gets to work. And it makes me think about how... The I, problem is she lost one that I wrote her a long time yes, ago. Yes, you told that story at your wedding. That yes. was like your... What was that? Your speech? Your Part of it. Vows? Yeah. I wrote her one. I was like, when's she ever going to say she saw this real note? Then... It was never in her bag. Turns out it had fallen out and I found it late, way later. Same. No. Yeah. Chores. Yeah. Uh, you could do chores. No. What? You did. You cleaned up after the storm. That's true. That's kind That's of that one. That's show, the one. Show show appreciation. I do a lot of dog stuff. Oh yeah, I try to do better than that. Yeah. Okay. Better Affection than. for no reason. Yeah. Uh letting her sleep. Yeah. Well sometimes. And then um leading her through a crowd. Like if you're at a busy place, like you being like, I got this, babe. She leads me through a lot of crowds. Oh, my goodness. She's like, yeah, I got this. And hold on. Yeah, thank you. All right, uh, Trisha Yearwood had to put out a warning to her fans yet again. She is not endorsing any sort of keto gummies, but there are some ads out there that are like so legit that she had to put out this full-blown statement that she has never been a part of, endorsed, or anything for these keto gummies. It's a weight loss scam. Don't fall for it. Why do they say she is? Are they using her picture? Is it a fake? Yeah, they're exploiting her name, her face, her voice. Wow. Um, overall likeness without permission. Like her it's a voice. really bit- dang. How do you do that? Like, yeah, you're gonna get, get caught. <laughs> I guess you can do it until they sue you, cease and desist. Wow. Yeah, there's fake ads all over all TikTok, the, yeah. Facebook. Maybe people are calling. I've never endorsed a single thing in my life. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's every time I turn the radio on, it's me like, hey, what are you here for? That's really you. <laughs> no, it's really me. All right, is that it? <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's this 52-year-old nerd in Phoenix, Arizona. Why He's, you got to start with nerd? A nerd? Are you saying that? Is this some sort of lunchbox yeah, this is editorial? Yeah, okay. this is my editorial. I'm adding my own commentary to the story. Okay. He, he is out playing Pokemon Go. That's why he's a nerd. He's 52 <laughs> years old. And who knew Pokemon Go was still a thing? Well, you did. Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because I'm cool. I'm hip. Anyway, that says they're hip, not hip. I'm the in crowd. Go ahead. This is the out crowd. So he's out doing Pokemon Go, and he comes across a 15-foot-long spoon that had been stolen from the local Dairy Queen. This was in the news because they couldn't find the spoon. Yeah, three dudes on a motorcycle took the spoon and ditched it behind the middle school, and this guy's out playing Pokemon. I don't know what you're trying to get, a Go-Get? What are they called? What's his name? Uh, Pikachu. That's his name. A Pikachu. And he finds a spoon and he's able to return it to the people at the Dairy Queen. And it was going to cost them $7,000 to replace it. So they said, hey, as a reward, we're going to give you 
Every single blizzard that's on the menu, you can come by once a day and get a blizzard. Hey. Once a Oh, cool. For, the summer, for all the summer flavors, you can try all of them. Oh. But I was like, oh, if it's going to cost them $7,000 to replace it, give them $7,000. No, or they yeah. just go out a new one then with that logic. Okay, like, then give them 3500 They're giving him. He wasn't doing it for a prize. I know. He was, he was out it. trying to find a Pikachu. <laughs> and who knows? Just say that out loud. Uh, you I mean, went and stood in line to meet a teen mom at yes, a book signing. But I'm not 52 years old. Basically, you look it. Cool. <laughs> got him. <laughs> you know, you look it. But okay, uh, good for him. He turned it in. Now he's got free DQ. What do they want? To, what's that big spoon for? Like they use it in the restaurant? The, yeah, it's yeah, in front it, of the DQ. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Well, I, call it DQ. I call it Dairy Queen still, but I know DQ's the name. <laughs> so yeah, he returned the spoon. But I just remember being in the news for like three days looking for the spoon. Yeah, and they hilarious. even made shirts at the restaurant. And they were handing them out. Where's my spoon? Oh. Funny. Well, they got it. I got right, it. There it, you go. That, and yes, anything else? It's good. Like, no, I feel like you came into this negatively. I had no idea if he found the Pikachu or not, but he got the spoon back and he said, I don't even want the blizzards. <laughs> okay. There good you have him. it. Good for him. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.